right, welcome into the Charlie Reimer Golf Show. As promised, we've got a super special guest this week, somebody that everybody loves, Ray <laughs> Romano. And Ray, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on the show. We're based in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the golf capital of the world. I know you haven't been here yet. We're going to get you here sometime, but uh, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. How come you're looking that way? I don't get it. You're looking... <laughs> Ray, I look where they tell me to look. Oh, That's the okay. only thing that I know how to do. So I, apparently I take direction better than you do. Well, you're looking sideways. I'm looking straight. I don't know what's going on, but I'll, I'll go with it. I'll where go you want me it. to look? You, you want me to look this way, Ray? <laughs> I, no, I, I got your profile now. That's your profile. Oh, you're out. saying I don't have a good profile. So no, you and I are getting off to a bad, a no. bad <laughs> You got a fine profile. It's just a little uh, uh, unusual for an interview, but okay. Uh, Okay, I will look the way you're most comfortable. But I, in looking at your bio, it'd take me 30 minutes to go through your bio, comedian, Emmy Award-winning actor. When, when I get to the part that's my favorite, no one has ever played a woolly mammoth better than you, your character Manny, and, and the whole uh, Ice Age series of films. You, you were born to play a woolly mammoth. <laughs> and and I, I just, I, I watch it over and over. I love it. So well, I know I, you, I, no, you get compliments all the time, but that's my big compliment for you. Yeah, I'm going to take that as a big compliment. Well, I, yeah, I mean, we did five of them. We did five Ice Ice Age movies. And now there's another thing on TV now. I don't know if, if you've seen the commercials. There's another thing on Disney or something, but it's not us. It's They're using all voice sound-alikes uh, for this. I think it's a TV series or something with the, with the Wooly Matt, with me, with, uh, you know, <clears throat> Manny. So but, I've, heard uh, of, I've heard of stunt doubles. I've never heard of a voice double. So you have yeah. a voice double. Yeah, they're doing a voice. They had to, you know, you got to shop around to get a, a voice as uh, stupid, <laughs> stupid sounding as mine. But they found one. They found uh, one. I think you've done pretty well with your voice. Okay, so we've got the whole bio thing out of the way. Now we can get to the really important part of, of this interview. Mm. How's your golf game? <laughs> Well, like anything, uh, I guess even with pros, it's it's when you ask that question, right? How, how it is, and if you asked me four months ago, I would have said, and I know Tom Farrell, uh, your producer, would knows this because I sent him a text. I my lifelong goal was to break eighty, and I broke eighty for the first time uh, in my Congratulations. life. Congratulations! That's Thank awesome. You. In my life, first time ever, and. And if anybody knows me, I play by the rules. I'm, I'm very anal, I'm very OCD. So if I broke 80, I broke 80. And I finally did it four months ago. Now, I'm having a hard time breaking 95 now. It, it, just, it just went, it just went on me like it always does, you know? I mean, let me ask you, being a, 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 a pro or an ex-pro, um, when I know your versions are different, but when it, when you lose it, when it just goes away, what do you do? How do you start? Do you start from ground zero? Because I, I literally I'm standing over the ball and I'm like, I don't know how to take this club back right now. <laughs> what I did was get a job as a golf announcer. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I did. I, I, it was pretty easy for me to figure out that it was time to. Uh, 
uh, get into something else because my bank account was getting close to zero and I'd miss like 20-something straight cuts. And I'm going to tell you what, this game when you got a wife and two babies at home and you're not making any money, it is not fun at all. Um, no, I get it. I get yeah, it. But, yeah, but, but, but what about the times where you just knew, okay, I got to regroup. I got to re, I got to, I got to figure out how to get this back. Uh, well, well, I'm going to, I'll give you the greatest golf tip that, that yeah. I, I ever heard. And, and, and the thing about it is, is, is when, when it goes really bad, yeah. it's, it's tension is what's getting you. Yeah. Right? And this, this is a simple golf tip. Okay. So when you go to the golf bag and you pull a club, as you're walking over to hit the shot, you hold the club uh, by the grip and you just waggle and, and, and you try to make the head of the club feel as heavy as you can. And, and when you do that, that, and all the tension goes out of your hands, your arms, it goes through your whole body. And then by the time you get ready to hit, you're back into swinging the club right. rather than hitting the ball. And right. you know, that's, that's something like if you're working on Hank Haney on the range and you're trying to break it down and build it up and make it better. That's not a great tip, but when you're playing in front of network TV cameras at Pebble Beach and you lock up, you got to have right. something that'll loosen up. And that's just right. a simple thing to do in a big moment. Yeah, I, no, no, I know. I've, I've, that's worked for me on occasion is just is take all the tension out. Just feel feel no tension in your arms. Yeah. Yeah, because ten, yeah. tension is your enemy. But let me ask you, back to breaking 80 for the first time. Yes. I... I have said hello to you. I, I can't say that we've had, you know, but much beyond a long conversation. I feel like I know you from all your work, but you had to have called a lot of people that first yeah. time you broke 80. Who were the first couple of people that you called that day you broke 80? Well, it was definitely Hank Haney because, uh, <laughs> was, uh, you know, when I did his show, our goal was to break. That was the theme of it. It was to break 80 and we never got there. Um, and I told Hank, I, I can't fake it, you know? I can't fake it for the cameras. If we break 80, we break 80, but I can't live with myself if we do a fake break 80. And I don't know if you like that too much. Uh, um, but every time I had a putt for 79, or I was approaching a green and I needed to par it for 79, I've had about probably eight putts for 79 in, in my career. And I missed them all. But every time I would text Hank, like a hole before, I would be, I'm on 18. If I, if I, if I get a bogey, I, I break it. And he would constantly tell me, this is what you should not be doing. You should be. <laughs> and he said he uses me in when he, when he speaks, like when he gives uh, 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 talks, he uses that as an example of what not to do. So I- You gotta got be a horrible student. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm a good student, but I'm also neurotic and 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 crazy, and I'm I'm a numbers guy, and I'm OCD, so I'm always I always know. But when I broke eighty, I needed to go birdie par to do it on the last two holes. Wow. Um. Yeah, and I got lucky. I just I knocked one in from the bunker. It was crazy. Um. So I called him. I I I, I made a video. I made a video. By the way, I was by myself. I was playing by myself, so I had no one to film the putt. So what I did was I filmed the ball and I filmed the, how far it was from the hole. And it was a 25 footer. And I, and I just said, this is what I have 
to break 80 again for the first time ever. <clears throat> and then I put the phone away. I made the putt. And then I filmed myself. I go, let's go. Let me show you where the ball is. And I went and it was in the hole. And I started screaming. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, all my buddies, I told all my buddies, all my golf buddies, I told my wife and my wife said, um, yeah, that's nice. When you come home, there's a dead mouse in the garage. So she didn't care. <laughs> it meant nothing to, it meant nothing to my wife. <laughs> what, what golf course was that? Where you Lakeside. 79, Lakeside in LA. Lakeside in LA. Yeah. That's my home course. And, um, it's tiny little greens. Have you been on it? Have you been on Lakeside? Uh, I, I have it. They don't let people like me play nice yeah. places like Lakeside. Well, they got standards and rules. They'll let you. You just got to change the shirt. If you change the shirt, you'll get, <laughs> you'll get hey, on. Hey, let me tell yeah. you, when you wear a shirt this size, you don't get to choose what you want. You get what they got. Yes, that's how, exactly. That's how I ended up with this shirt. I know. So, I was worried about well, the dress code, but then when I saw you in that, I said, I'm okay. <laughs> you um, definitely Definitely. Okay. What, what is your favorite golf course? I, I always like uh, that, that you've ever played anywhere in the world. You, you always yeah. learn a lot about somebody when you get the answer to that question. Well, it's pretty, it's pretty cliche and boring, but I do have my top two. I mean, you can find them on any list. It's Pebble and Augusta. I got, I got to play Augusta. Uh, I got to play five times at Augusta when, when my TV show was on the air on CBS, you know, CBS would get uh, a foursome on the Monday after Augusta, after, mm -hmm. after the Masters. It was press day. So the president then was of uh, CBS was Les Moonves and he would take, you know, whoever he had to take. I mean, he took a couple of corporate guys, but he, you know, I was the star of, a, of a, one of his shows. So he took me and Kevin James for five years in a row. And then when the show went off the air, the, the funny thing is, about 10 years later, I was, in, I was in Georgia, and I had a day free, and I go, let me see if I can get off at Augusta. And I called everybody I know. I called Les Moonves. I called Jim Nance. I called uh, uh, Phil Mickelson. I, call, I called everybody. Nobody could get me off at Augusta again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty tough ticket to get, uh, to get around to go off at, at Augusta. And the, the thing that's interesting to me is whether you're talking to players who are playing in the tournament, corporate titans who, who are maybe are the members or guests of the members, highly successful folks from, from all fields, politicians, you know, someone like you, with the success that you've had, you still have to feel it in, in the uh, pit of your stomach when you stand on the first tee at, at Augusta National, I would assume. What is that feeling like to you there? Well, at Augusta, yeah, at Augusta, my goal, the five years that I played, my goal was, you know, it's the Monday after. So my goal was, I know, look, I'm a 14 handicap, whatever I am, it's ridiculous, but I'm going to play the same tees and the same pins that the guys played the day before, just to see my number. And my goal was to break 100. I said, I just want to break 100 from the same exact spot that they played yesterday. And uh, I never did. I, I got 102. Um, but again, I played by the rules. Uh, um, so it's nerve wracking in that sense. There's not a crowd there. You know, it's just us. I mean, the nerve, the crowd comes at Pebble, you know, when I play the AT&T. And is that nerve wracking on the first tee? Yes. Um, is it uh, um, unbearable nerves? 
Not really because they know we're amateurs. They've seen every amateur. They've seen that we stink. They've seen every bad shot. They're really not expecting much. So the, the more the reason for nerves is I want to make the cut. People don't realize the amateurs, especially the celebrities, you know, it's, it's fun for us. We, we, we interact with the crowd and we try to make people laugh, the comedian, whatever. But, but inside we're grinding because making the cut is, is like a, it's a highlight of our golf life to make the cut and play on Sunday. So, so, so it, you know, I am hard and nervous uh, and I've made the cut. I've played 21 years there. I've made the cut. It took me 11 years to make the first cut. I've, I've made it three times in total. Well, Pe Pebble Beach obviously is a special place. And in looking at the, the TV ratings every year, that Saturday at Pebble Beach where traditionally celebrities have been featured, and you've been a big part of that, that uh, group of celebrities that, that were featured at Pebble Beach on, on Saturday, there's been some wonderful moments throughout history. An iconic moment of two or three that I remember, you on a beach playing the yeah. shot up the hill. As I recall, you were playing up to 10 green. And it's yeah. like the whole world stopped and was fascinated by that moment. What do, you, what do you remember about that day? Oh, I remember everything. That was, that was year one. That was my first year. So I've had my TV show for three seasons maybe. And a dream comes true. I get an invite to Pebble, you know? And on that hole, I know exactly what you're talking about. My pro was a guy named Eric Booker. Do you know Eric Booker? I do. Okay, he was my pro that year. <clears throat> this is my first year there. And, you know, I grew up watching Pebble Beach, so I'm just amazed at everything and in, in awe. And the ball goes on the beach. And usually you're in your pocket, right? Yeah, okay, I'm, all right, I'm done, you know? But kind of my pro was even saying, go down and play it. You can play it, you know? It'll be good TV. So I went down and uh, good TV. I think that's what they said to this. Remember in Wide World of Sports, that skier that used to come down and wipe <laughs> out? Yeah, um, that's what it felt like. What happened was I remember the water came up so me and my caddy had to run out of the way of the water. And then we went back and then a dog came and, and took the ball and put it about 10 feet somewhere else. Um, I finally did get it up on the top. But um, what else, what the, the other thing I remember is when I got back home, uh, there was an article in a Sports Illustrated that did not take kindly to me. Um, because if, I don't know, you don't know this because uh, you don't know what year it was, but it was the year that Tiger Woods was going for like eight victories in a row or seven. He was he was uh, challenging uh, the record by uh, Hogan, I think, right? Um, and I happened to be in the group in front of Tiger Woods. And this article, this writer took exception to me thinking I was holding holding him up on every shot, blah, 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 which I was, believe me, I was... I was in my pocket more than I finished the hole. Um, so it was a little bit of a blow to see uh, all this criticism from, uh, from this guy in Sports Illustrated, so much so that Sports Illustrated let me write a rebuttal. I, in, in, in the following issue, I wrote a rebuttal about, because uh, he was you know six and a half hour rounds and 
he was kind of throwing me under the bus for the six and a half hour rounds. And I was telling him, you know, it's played on three courses. I, I know I'm slow, but I can't cause six and a half hour rounds on all three courses at the same time. Well, I, I certainly hope that criticism didn't take away from your experience. No, no, no. Because I remember a lot more about that year watching you hit that shot than anything Tiger did that week. And yeah, well, he won. won. By the way, he came back and won. That was the year they finished on a Monday because it, it, ra it rained out the uh, Saturday. Yeah. He my, came back and won it. Yeah. yeah, I think my week ended a little bit earlier than that week. I believe I was playing that year. And uh, 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 I, I, I can sort of narrow down my weeks to the few cuts that I did make on the, on the PGA Tour. But uh, Pe Pebble is definitely uh, – a special spot there there's no doubt about that who who is a golfer that uh you you admire the most from the way they play the game and and have you had a chance to, to play with that golfer well i mean a, a tiger of course I, I i i actually got to play with tiger a week later because i was performing at a at a charity uh on the Wednesday before the tournament that was after Pebble was down at Torrey Pines, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so they asked me to perform for the show on Wednesday night and they offered me to play in the Wednesday round with Tiger. So I got to play with him. Um, Did you play fast? <laughs> I played fast, yes. Uh, you know, it was the Wednesday round. So I just wanted to stay out of his way. But the, the cool thing is I get, when I go to Pebble, uh, you know, some guys, they, they, they have a relationship with a pro and they get the same pro every year. You know, Bill Murray gets the same pro and a lot of guys do that. And I, in the beginning, they would just give me pretty much guys that weren't on the money list, you know, guys trying to, that nobody heard of. And it became kind of a tradition for me to just, every year I'm, I want to get a new guy because I get to meet a new pro. I get to strike up a friendship with this new pro. And you never know who you're going to get. One year I had uh, Graham McDowell. And this was before anybody knew who he was. And I remember um, my best friend caddies for me, my best friend in New York who I grew up with. So this is a lifelong dream for both of us. So I fly him in. He caddies for me. And every year we were, are we going to make the cut? And every year we would you know, be anxious to see who the pro was. They give him to us on Tuesday night. And we were saying, man, let's just hope it's a pro we know. It's somebody, you know, who's got game. And, <clears throat> and I remember when I found out, I told my, my buddy, I go, all right, I don't want to tell you that we don't know who he is. It was Graham McDowell, but and nobody knew. I go, but in his profile, when they list his weight, it's in stones. They gave it to me in stones. <laughs> Well, he was the greatest. He was the greatest. And we missed by once. We, we tied for the cut and we lost on a card off that year. But that's the cool thing is I, I get to meet a new guy. So that was 20 years in a row. I had 20 new pros. And this year was the first year that I got a repeat. Again, random. I, I let them give me who they want. And it was Sung Kang. Do you know Sung Kang? A heck of a player. Yes. And, I, and just a... He was such a great guy, such a – I was struggling so hard this year. This is why I'm telling you, my game is gone. And, man, you know, I know you, those guys are, are trying to make the cut. That's their livelihood. He never stopped trying to help me find my swing on every hole, you know. Mm. 
you do this, do this, try, try it, you know. Um, and I was, and I made the cut of the three times I made the cut, Sung Kang was one of them. And it was about five years, six years ago. And we made the cut mostly because on the second day, he had a putt for 59 at Monterey Park. Yeah. So I got to witness that. He missed it. He, he shot 60 at Monterey. Um, he, Boy, that's, that's a, is that the best round of golf you ever got a chance to oh my God. shoot? Yeah. I mean, I was there. I was there for it. He was just sinking every, it was, it was, the funny thing was, it was, it was all putts. Like it wasn't like he was sticking it to two feet on every hole. He was just dropping every single putt. Um, uh, he was making bombs. And, 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 and the other thing that was uh, weird was, you know, I got, I'm a 13 handicap, whatever. So I, 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 during that tournament, I get about 16 strokes. So I got a stroke on every hole except two. And, you know, I try to contribute as much as I can. I had probably seven pars for net birdies. None of them we needed because he birdied every one of those holes. <laughs> well, you got a great memory from that day. No doubt about it. Wow. Watching yeah. somebody shoot 60, a lot of fun. Um, Ray, What's your, well, can I ask you a question? What was your best finish uh, in the, on the tour? I finished a shot out of the playoff around about 1995 at the Shell Houston Open. Payne, nice. Payne Stewart uh, beat Scott Hoke. Uh, in, in a playoff, and I finished third place all by myself. I don't wow. remember exactly how much money I won, but it was really close to $97,112. <laughs> and about yeah. 60 of it went to American Express. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, my wife came running out of the gallery and leapt into my arms, and that's the only time that's ever happened on a PGA Tour for a solo third place For a third-place finish, yeah, yeah. Somehow that's or another, she knew that was the career highlight, and, yeah. and sadly, she was correct. But uh, And what about right now, if you went out and played, what, where, what would you shoot right now? Uh, yeah, you know, if I played up, I'm 54. So yeah. when I turned 50, I tried to play – PGA Tour champions for a right. little bit. And right. I was just arrogant enough to think that working over 20 years in TV, I could practice for a year, lose some weight, and go out and compete. It didn't really work that way. I, really? I, I, yeah, I had about five exemptions, and I ended up giving my last one back. I'm the only person to ever give an exemption back on really? PGA Tour champions. But it was a great experience to go out there and play. But the, the, those guys are so good out there. And while I yeah. work, was working for 20 years, they're playing every day. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the level of play is out there. But but I was scared to death because I was with Golf Channel at the time and they had cameras everywhere. And, and I actually birdied my first two holes. They took it live on Golf Channel. And later I heard it in the newsroom there. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Charlie's, you know, two oh. under through two. Yeah, I was two under through two. And I finished last. <laughs> oh, no, really? <laughs> I did. Oh, wow. But uh, anyway, it, 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 was a, it was really a lot of fun. I gave it a shot, but I knew real quick that it wasn't yeah. for me. But if you and I went out and played, I'd shoot a real comfortable 75, maybe yeah. 72 if I make a couple putts. But, All right, well, you got to give me uh, 15 strokes then. All right, well, I'm happy to do that. But that, that gets me to, to what I want to finish up with. In, yeah. in season five of Everybody Loves Raymond, that there was a bit on one of your shows Y'all were going to come to vacation in Myrtle Beach. Do you remember that show? You never made it down here, but that was the bit in the show. What and what and what did this ended up happening in the show? Uh, 
uh, you and Patricia gave each other really nice presents, like really nice presents, and you never actually made it to Myrtle Beach. So I know uh, you haven't been here in person. You didn't make it here in the show. I'm happy to give you 15 shots, but you got to come here, and we'll set up the game and play. Well, we will. I think my wife has a friend. Anna, doesn't your friend live in Myrtle Beach? Linda, right? My wife has been down there, and she did, she's never picked up a golf club in her life. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 you know, I know that that's the one of the meccas of golf. So I, I do want to get down there. Yeah, well, come on, we'll we'll be happy to roll out the red carpet for you. We've got uh, more than eighty well, like golf say, courses and uh, seventy miles. So that we've I'm got in Charleston. I'm at a wedding in Charleston. So let's see if I can squeeze a day out of there. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Well, well, come on up. We'd love to have you here in Myrtle Beach, the golf capital of the world. Uh, Ray, appreciate you taking your time to be with us here today on the Charlie Reimer Golf Show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Fix it. Fix it in editing. Yeah.